Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen, and today we are going to discuss what I've personally seen out there at training camp. Now, I've been waiting all off season to see specific things. Obviously, how does Anthony Richardson look like, right? What's the O-line doing out there? How are these wide receivers currently, especially Josh Downs, since he missed a lot of the offseason already? Shaquille Leonard, you know, back. What's going on there? You know, does it look like the same that he was back last season at this time? Well, we're going to get into that and much more in detail. But first, I just want to remind everybody that Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available right from your phone. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Now today, I want to get into right away, obviously, I'm not going to hold back at all. What did I see from Anthony Richardson as a starter, playing with the starters? Now. We got to put this in perspective. There's no pads. Shells and shorts. All right? Shells and shorts. So not a lot of hitting going up in the trenches right now. But, wow, do I like what I see. When Anthony Richardson was drafted, I was very hesitant, very hesitant about the development of this young man, thinking this kid might take a while. Okay, like years possibly to get fully integrated into the NFL. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. I haven't seen someone who could throw the football as good as Anthony Richardson in a Colt uniform like ever. Right. Uh, I'm not saying accuracy and decision making. And I'm just saying the way that ball comes off his fingertips and the effortlessness that it takes him to fling the ball 50-plus yards. That's off the tables ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous, okay? Um, also, as I'm watching practice, I'm noticing the guy's pretty darn accurate, right? He's not, like, terrible at all. He missed a throw, one throw that I thought should have had. He had Kylan Granson wide open. Um, guy was behind him about a yard and a half. He overthrew him by about maybe a foot. Uh, had that been any other tight end on our roster, probably would have been caught. Kylan's not six foot nine like all the other tight ends on our roster. Uh, but at the same time, it's one missed pass, right? He's hitting the other guys. He's hitting the wide receivers. 
obviously, if you haven't heard already, he dropped a 55-plus yard bomb on a rollout to his left. It's seven on seven. All right. Perfect throw back of the end zone to Alec Pierce. It's absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So, in that aspect, in his accuracy and his arm strength, he looks great. As a physical attributes for the quarterback, I think Anthony Richards, and he's fast. Oh my goodness, he's quick. Wow. And when he's practicing, oh my goodness. Here's something else that, that happens when you see him. Every time he hands the football off, it's an RPO look in practice. Every time. He tucks his hand back in. You remember the way Peyton Manning used to do, only you know no one was afraid of Peyton Manning tucking and running with it? Well, Anthony Richardson does the exact same thing, and he takes off, and he takes off past the line of scrimmage, okay? He don't care. And that right there, that is the kind of mentality I want from my quarterback when it comes to practice. He's putting 110% in out there, selling the RPO, selling the fake, selling the handoff, no matter what. Now, there's still a couple things that we haven't seen from Anthony Richardson that we really do need to see, okay? And we're not going to see that until pads come on. And that is his ability to read the front seven, okay? We still don't know how good he is at recognizing blitz screen uh, schemes, where pressure's coming from, uh, adjusting protection to adjust for that, things of that nature, all right? That's a mental aspect, mental part of the game that we have yet to be able to see because th there's, there's no pads on it. So you, you don't know. You don't know until you see it. Um, the other part that I'm noticing is he's holding the ball a little too long. Okay. He's got to get through his progressions quicker. That's that's a big, big issue. In the NFL, you can't hold the ball seven to ten seconds before releasing it and expect uh, not to get sacked every time. Right? You, you can't expect. And he does. For the, unless it's like a direct pass to the running back or something like that or a quick out to a tight end, that is your number one read on that play. If he's looking downfield, it seems like it takes him a little while to get through his progressions. That's not a good thing. Now, how quickly is he going to learn and get through that? He's got all training camp and preseason to kind of pick that up and go a little bit quicker, all right? I think it's possible that he could get that up there to a point where it's more reasonable. But we were talking about last year when the average time to throw is like, what, 2.5 seconds was high. Dude's out there holding the ball for five, six, seven plus seconds almost every snap. That, that's not good. That's, that's not good at all. But we'll find out. We'll see. Like I said, it's still very early in camp. The pads ain't even gotten on yet, so there's plenty of time. But his physical assets, his accuracy, his arm strength, his mobility, his, uh, you know, effort in practice, absolute 10 out of 10, all three of them, in my opinion. 
All right. Maybe his accuracy is a nine out of 10. Still looks great. Looks fantastic to me. Um, so right now, I'm giving an Anthony Richardson pick an A plus so far in training camp. A plus. Good job, Ballard and company. Thank you for grabbing him. At this point, I would have taken him over all of the other quarterback, even if it takes him a little while to get through his progressions and get through some of the mental stuff. As long as he gets to average in the mental stuff of being a quarterback in the NFL, dude's going to be a superstar. All right. Absolute superstar. So good job by the scouting staff of the Indianapolis Colts looking at Anthony Richardson and realizing this dude could be something special. Now I want to move on after that. I want to talk about the offensive line. This is someone. Now, obviously, like we said, pads ain't on, right? Pads ain't on. So there's not a lot to look at offensive line wise, uh, actual physically staring at what they're out there doing. But from talking to all the offensive linemen at camp, oh, man, there's a difference between this year and last year. A big difference. Talking to Ryman, you know, he's like, hey, I'm hitting the ground running right now. I put on a lot of weight and muscle. Plus, I don't have the rookie stuff going through my head, right? I'm not having to worry about adjusting to the NFL and getting through playbooks and all and, and learning all this stuff and the timing of things. No, hitting the ground running, using this time now to better himself and get better day after day after day, which means I am actually very happy right now with our left tackle position. Ryan Kelly. Oh my goodness. Ryan Kelly. He, so many people are upset and, 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 somewhat rightfully so for the production that we've seen from Ryan Kelly last year. It did not look good. All right. Now there's circumstances there, right? When, when, when the guy to your right is not playing well, yeah, that's, that's going to make you kind of always looking to your right to see what the heck. And you're not going to see half the time what's coming on right in front of you. But he said, that's because there was almost no communication. Through like a few of the uh, few weeks beginning of the season last year, there was like zero communication along the offensive line. Probably having a lot to do with the fact that the guys were being interchanged every other freaking play, it seemed like. All right. Well, is it going to be Fries? Is it going to be Pinner? Is it going to be Smith? Is it going to be some other dude that we've never seen before that played for the XFL two, two months ago? I don't know. Right. We didn't know at that point. They were trying everything that they could at right guard and just moving it around. Well, that wasn't helping Kelly out at all or Quentin Nelson, right? When they were doing the same thing to the left tackle. So I'm seeing Kelly. He says, look, man, we got our camaraderie back. We're hanging out. We're getting to know each other outside of the Colts facilities, right? Says that, uh, that there's a new renewed vigor with this team and the offensive line coach, the new offensive line coach, teaching them a little bit differently, you know, getting on them a little bit harder. I, I'm, I'm really excited about the offensive line. I think this is a big time comeback year 
for the Indianapolis Colts. As long as the right guard, that is, and everybody knows when it comes to the offensive line, the weak, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Will Fries has got to pick it up. All right. He's the guy so far through a couple practices with the Indianapolis Colts. He's still that right guard. He's got to, he's got to do way better than what he did last year. Way better. And if you got Braden Smith and Ryan Kelly on either side of you, you know, they should be there giving you pointers, my guy. All right. And I think they are with the way Ryan Kelly's talking about communications better now, right? Camaraderie is better. Then that should equal out to better play from all five guys on that offensive line. And I can't wait to see that take fruition when the pads come on. Let's move on to the wide receivers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk about it, guys. Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce was on the receiving end of that big touchdown pass, right? That I just talked about the opening of this um, podcast. It was it was great. He boxed out his dude, let the ball come right over his shoulder, reached out, grabbed it, touchdown. Beautiful. Whereas normally you see him turn his body around and lean up and 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 kind of jump for it. Well, this time he used his body and his size to to kind of block a guy out and then get the and then go get the ball, which is improvement in my opinion. Okay. Much improvement because you think your body, your mind is thinking of too much when you've got to jump, turn around, reach up, grab, possibly fight with the corner uh, or safety, whoever it is that's covering you at the time. You know, too much stuff on your mind at that point. It's much easier just to watch the ball go over your shoulder, reach out and snag that sucker, right? And just use your big size, your six, three. 220 pound frame to block out the corner that's behind you or on you so that you could reach out and just grab it, not have to worry about that, that the, the defender um, really messing with you too much. Josh Downs is a beast. Okay. I'm out there. Wow. I'm just wowed by Josh Downs. Um, he's, he's moving left and right up and down the field, uh, getting open, right? The ball's not always coming to him. Much like last year with Paris Campbell, the ball doesn't always get to him because he's in the middle of the field most of the time. But he is absolutely fantastic, and he's quicker than what I thought he was, okay? I didn't I didn't see the speed on the college tape, but, out of, but his playing speed seems like in person, seems more than adequate, all right? And the fact that he's sharing room with Anthony Richardson, I mean, come on, guys. That's something you want to see is when you got a quarterback and a wide receiver come to a team through the draft at the same year, at the same time, that's what you want to see. You want to see that build-up connection between those two guys, whether it was Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton or Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Right, guys come in together. You want them to have that camaraderie and build that connection right from the get go, and they are doing that, and that spells a lot of positivity for the future of the Indianapolis Colts. 
Let's go on and talk about Shaquille Leonard, guys. Woo, that dude could bring some energy. Oh, my goodness. And it's, you know, people want to undersell. Well, we don't need a cheerleader. We need a freaking linebacker. Well, he's both, okay? He He's both because he's not just a linebacker, but the dude brings it. He's out there dancing, screaming and stuff, and then it rubs off. You know, he's got his energy all high, and then next thing you know, we're seeing the other linebackers and even some of the cornerbacks jumping up and screaming and stuff, you know, because they're hyped, because Leonard is hyping them up, okay? And that, again, you know, that's going to bring that extra juice, that extra energy. They're going to be ripping the balls out. They're going to be going after the interceptions and forced fumbles and things of that nature. Dude, and he's out there right now practicing with the team at this point. That's freaking fantastic, right? Love it. Can't wait to see more as he gets more and more and more uh, back to now that I, I remember Gus Bradley saying, well, we're going to ease him back in uh, because, yes, he's healed up, but we got to get him back into football shape. That's the deal. And it seems like it's legit this time. Last year when he was practicing, he did not seem like he had that speed and energy that he had before, right? So in my opinion, and even he said he was like 70% out there on the field when he was playing. He didn't have his full go, but everyone thought 70% Leonard is better than 0% Leonard. Well, Looks like we got 100% Leonard who just needs to get back into football shape. So they're easing him back in so that they prevent an injury because he's not in football shape. We don't want to see him out there and, you know, pull a calf muscle like Joe Burrow or, or, or something of that nature, right? Jalen Ramsey situation, okay? Because just not ready to, to go full go into full team practice. Get him back in, work him back in for a couple weeks. It's going to be fun. It'll be nice to have those 14 forced fumbles and five interceptions every stinking year back with Shaquille Leonard. Okay. That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. There's not a team in the league that wouldn't take those stats from a single player. Okay a guy who is obviously can lead a team in tackles plus get turnovers like that, that's nuts. And that's the one thing that the defense was missing last year. The one series, and, and, well, the fact that they couldn't seem to close out games uh, a lot. But, hey, that's a different story with a different reasoning. And something we could talk about in a, uh, in, a, in a different podcast. There's some things I really can't talk about yet, right? Um, because, again, there's no pads. So, offensive line, defensive line, the running game, you, you don't know. You don't know yet. Because you got to see pads on. The guys got to be able to hit each other. Did the running backs look good yesterday? Absolutely they did. But you're not allowed to tackle, right? 
because you ain't got pads on. You're not allowed to hit. You're not allowed to, you know, there, there, there's no crushing at the line of scrimmage. So they're obviously going to look great. Yes, they were ripping off 15, 20, 30 yard runs, right? But who's to say that they would even got past the line of scrimmage at that point because there's no pads. Pass rush, same situation, right? Um, exact same situation with that. We don't know whether the offensive line is is back at it. We don't know, hey, is Samson going to at least bring uh, what, you know, Yannick Ngakwe brought last year? I mean, if he could bring nine and a half sacks this season, that's fantastic. That puts us back in the top 10, right? When it comes to sacks in the NFL and, and, and pressure percentage. Look, I want to see these guys take that next step. Someone, one or two players take that next step, whether it's Samson, whether it's Quiddy, whether it's Dio, whether it's Taekwon. I need to see somebody take that next step and become a 10-plus sack guy for the season. I'm not saying I need 15 to 20 sacks. You get 11, 12, hey. That makes you a legit sack guy, okay? That's what I'm looking at. So when the pads come back on, that's what we're going to be looking at. But it's not like they're out there not doing anything, right? I'm watching these uh, uh, position drills between the defensive line, the offensive line. They're working their tails off out there. For what for being able to do stuff without pads on, they're out there hitting it hard, and the coaches aren't letting up. All right, they are not letting up. I, um, there was I think I got it on tape actually. If you want to go look at my uh, training camp video, it's about forty minutes of practice, uh, individual drills and things of that nature, position drills, individuals, things of that stuff. One of the coaches had the double. The double punchy pads on, right? The long cone punchy pads. And he was out there just whacking the holy crap out of the defensive linemen as they're out there doing the pull and rip, right? You know, he's just beating the snot out of them with it, right? And this coach, he was getting worn out. You could tell he was getting tired. So I could only imagine how hard he was hitting them, those guys with it. And they didn't have pads on. You know, he's really putting it on him. You know, I'm seeing DeForest Buckner, even, even before practice, dude is out there on his own with a tackling dummy, okay? I mean, that, that's that's what, but you expect that from DeForest Buckner, right? But he is a pro's pro, and you're going to see that every time. And these young guys need to see that as well. Go out there and go with him, right? Quiddy, Dio. Taekwon, you see DeForest Buckner out there with a freaking tackling dummy or a sled, go out there and join him. Obviously, if he's not too good to be doing that, you ain't either. Go out there and put your best effort in, man. I know I'm not saying you're not working hard, okay? I believe that you are working very hard. I'm just saying when you see one guy doing something and you don't see the rest of the group doing it, that brings up questions, okay? That's all it is. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I'm missing something, but that's what I'm seeing. I'm not going to talk about Jonathan Taylor this podcast. I'm going to make a very 
specific episode that I'm going to put out a little bit later about Jonathan Taylor, the running backs, and how the running backs are going to change the market, or at least how they may have a chance to do so. A lot of people think it's out of the running backs' hands. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I will explain why later. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Appreciate each and every one of you. Don't forget to smash the like, hit subscribe, leave a comment if you're listening to this on an audio podcast, and make sure you rate it if you're listening to this on iTunes or something, Apple, whatever. Uh, And until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. This is Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Yeah, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.